This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 403 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, Kentucky Performance Products, and Fairfield in Lexington. Today we have a fan favorite, Juan Matuta Jr., talking about all the horses he's competing this week. And friend of the show, J.J. Tate, is going to come on. This is Reese Koffler Stanfield from Loxahatchee, Florida. And this is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show with our producer this week, Glenn. He's back again. I'm here. I <laughs> love it. I got all the guys today. Literally, it's a good show for Yeah, Reese. but let's be real. The only one she really cares about is Juan because oh, he's Juan like this good looking 20 year old guy who has the world in his hands right now. So. And you'll, I think everyone will enjoy it. Juan uh, Matuda, I've known known his dad for a long time, and, and Juan, and they are the nicest family and just really quality riders and trainers, and he's really cool to listen to. So I hope everyone will enjoy him here in a little bit. You know, if we dropped off the call right now, I don't think she'd even notice, Phil. Maybe not. He's no. got some pretty horses, too, you know. <laughs> I miss. I would miss you guys. Well, how have you all been, Phil? We're actually recording on a Tuesday because you're snowed in, right? Well, more or less. Yeah, a freezing a freezing rain is worse than snow. So I really, yeah. I mean, the horses are great. They've been training awesome. You know, they can have a relaxed day. It's not, it's not that big a deal. And yeah, so you know, just well, chilling out, literally, right? <laughs> yes, you're you're on ice. You were on ice. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, he's on the rocks. Yeah, we're sort of like this is the mid mid winter for us. So I know every day from now on is better closer to spring, right? Yes, I love it. I love Are it. Are you going to Wellington at all, Phil? No, I don't think so. No? I've got a bunch of travel stuff going on, and uh, I'm going away later this month to Hawaii. So really excited about that. And then I've uh, got that World Cup trip and a couple other things. You know, we'll see. I may go down in in March. Just uh, we'll see what happens. We want him to come. I need. I need. I need to get a my my butt kept kicked by Phil for sure. I always like my lessons when Phil joins us. So I'm hoping he's gonna come. But yeah, I, I you know I saw Phil give you a lesson, and he is mm-hmm. tough taskmaster. Like. Tough. He's tough. <laughs> he's like the George Morris of dressage. <laughs> Young George. I don't think I'm quite that far, <laughs> and I don't know whether that's an insult or. <laughs> And hey, if so, you're 80 and writing so, books and doing as well as George Morris, it's not an insult. Yeah, I would be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I just, I think I'm just a very detail oriented person. And that's, that's how my personality fits into the dressage world. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I have high expectations also. So. Yeah. It's good. It's fun. That's what that's what you want. And when um you know when Phil here you know is here, we we have definitely uh, it it is it. I'm I'm taking a lesson, and when we take a lesson, it's it's very much we're focused on what we're working on, and and it's it's a lot of fun. And you know when you have a friend who knows your horses really well to come in and do that, it's really a gift. So I always love it when Phil, um, and when I go to Canada, it we we trade places. So it's pretty yeah, fun. Great time. 
So absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I think everybody's looking forward to the big show this week in Wellington. Yeah. That's the news it's we've got going one. on. Phil, I can see. I got to tell everybody how we did. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. I know we talked about this like four week? days ago. So I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, yeah, it was a long yeah. time ago, but it really wasn't. Really wasn't. So everybody, Mikey was great. We had <laughs> we went to our first horse show. We talked about it last week, sort of what it was like to go to the first horse show, and he just got better and better, and he won both his classes, but he was really good. I was so proud. Yeah, Thursday, we went to the horse show. Friday uh, was a little bit better. I definitely was on a leash. I had someone with me all the time, uh, but by Saturday, I warmed him up. We, we walked down. We had to walk you know, two miles or whatever down to the horse show. It's not that far. It's probably a mile. And uh, he was so good. And he went to the horse show and he was like, oh, I think I kind of get this. So by the time he got to the ring on Saturday, he was such a good guy and really good character. And uh, yeah, he he was very, very good. And uh, I also did my first first level freestyle with Pam McKee's Marcus. Uh, That was really fun. I hadn't, I have never done a first level freestyle um, and we've enjoyed working on it and it was been, a, it's been a project we've been working on for about a year. Um, so that was really fun. And, and my student Meredith had a great show. So we had a great show. So uh, everybody's great. almost Congratulations. Qualified. Yeah, yeah. qualified for, that is the bonus of coming here is uh, you can sort of get qualified uh, quick, quickly uh, or, or before we go home, which is always nice. So. Yeah, so it was a good weekend. But Mikey, guys, you'd have been really proud. I think we may have a show horse on our hands, Phil. Um, I, I, just a quick question. What is his breeding? I totally... He is a Westphalian I, by Feedback. Yeah. Feedback, so okay. I, I, I always one, forget. Yeah. I, cool. and I don't have a lot of experience. I actually own um, one of my sweet old uh, schoolmaster mare, Sammy, is a Westphalian. But I'm also not particularly... Um, familiar with that breed uh but he's been wonderful he's got really really good character and i think that for when you look at at a young horse or any horse really character means a lot it's like people and um i've been very impressed with this guy's character so that was that was the biggest thing and and i've had phil knows i've had some with some questionable characters um and you know i i don't think i'm going back there ever again uh, you do it once and you're like, oh, that was a bad idea. So, yeah. yeah. So, really, really good. So, cool. it was really good. We'll keep, he has a little bit of time. Uh, he, You know, he's a young horse. He's out in the field. It's Tuesday now. So, we go back to work a little bit and uh, play around today and then kind of go back to go back at it. So, it's a plan. All right. Yeah. Well, I love it. I think it. we've well, got a good show coming up. Yeah, let's get this started. So this week here in Wellington is the five star. So it's it's a very busy week. It's actually busy. A lot of people are visiting and should be a really, really fun, uh, fun week. And um, so, yeah, so Juan Matuta Jr., he's going to join us next after this commercial break uh, to tell us about his week coming up. She had waited all her life for this moment, dreaming about it since she was 10 years old. The trailer ramp touched the ground. He whinnied as she backed him out, swinging his head around to get a good look at his new home. His coat gleamed in the sun. Her love had arrived. She was breathless. He was beautiful. She could hardly wait to tack him up and start off on what she was sure would be the best times of her life. This love story is brought to you by Contribute, providing essential omega-3 fatty acids that help maintain low inflammation levels throughout your horse's body. 
The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Call 859-873-2974 or visit kppusa.com to order today. Today, we are so excited to have a fan favorite here in Wellington, Juan Matuta Jr. on the show. Juan, you almost need no introduction, but you are such a fan favorite, and you show in the juniors, <laughs> the U25, and uh, you're a big tour writer, too. You've been doing the big tour now several years, so welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Yes, so, you know, we're talking about the five-star this week and just kind of what's going on here in Wellington. So could you start us off about sort of what the week's going to look like for you and uh, a little bit about your horse? Absolutely. Well, it's going to be an intense week for me. I will be competing four different horses and four different uh, classes. I will be participating in the five-star with Don Diego Imas, in the three-star Grand Prix with uh, Quantico Imas, and then in the U25 with Danny Imas and in the wow. seven-year-old class with my with my buddy Copernico Imas. So, like I said, it will be definitely an intense week, but I'm hoping it will be exciting and and fun. So, I'm looking forward to it. Oh my gosh, I, I'm just showing one horse, so I feel like a slacker right now. You <laughs> well, know, just just saying. <laughs> so, tell us what's the week look like? It's kind of a with the five-star, it changes the schedule a little bit. So, what will happen kind of for you this week? Well, uh, what we're very lucky about is that we have the showgrounds literally right around the corner from where we ride. So any changes in the schedule, like you said, uh, we're very flexible. And even though we have other horses at the barn that we have to take care of, uh, we can pretty much adapt to whatever they, they tell us that the update has changed in the schedule. Um, but yeah, for sure, there's a lot of classes, many horses uh, and riders. I believe I looked at the schedule earlier this morning and there was a total of about 60 horses between the two Grand Prix classes from the three-star and the five-star. So it will be definitely action-packed. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. That's crazy. So so you're – and it's different, too, because you jog, right? You're going to jog on Wednesday and then have the Grand Prix? Yes. Yes. Yeah, which is so weird. So the good thing is – well, the good thing is that I'm in shape. I, I pretty yeah, much go every day to the gym and I make sure that I'm fit. So even though it sometimes might seem like I'm running a marathon between the four horses, uh, I'm, I'm fit. So I'm – I can do the job. It's okay. <laughs> so, and, and young, let's be real. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I love it. So tell us about your five-star horse. Well, Don Diego is a unique horse, especially to my family and I, because not only has he taught me pretty much everything that I know, but we've, uh, we've grown up together. Uh, my first CDI horse show was with him back in the day in 2012, I believe, in the juniors. And little by little over the years, we've matured together and we've learned to adapt to the uh, new levels. We went to the St. George, the small tour, and then followed uh, by the Grand Prix. So everything that I've learned in the ring, um, I've been, I've been along the way, it's been with Don Diego. So it's very, very unique to our family. And at the same time, it's a big benefit for me in the ring when I'm with him, because like I said, it's been so many years that we've been working together, that special relationship, the bond that we have in times that we might be struggling in the test, uh, the, the confidence that we have between us uh, helps us uh, get through. And so uh, it's always, always a learning process, but we definitely enjoy. And we're both very ambitious. So like I said, we both, we both enjoy pretty much every single test we do together. Now, I've heard something about you, you and this horse and your freestyle. Tell us a little bit about your freestyle because people seem to really like it. Yeah, well, we're, like I said earlier, we're very ambitious at home. 
So we decided that in the freestyle that we have recently uh, created, uh, we wanted to go all out and we went for uh, a 10 in the degree of difficulty, which is uh, definitely a big challenge. But uh, Don Diego and I are, are quite confident in the ring and we can handle the pressure with no problem. And I think that what's funny is that even though it's a very challenging uh, choreography, we have uh, chosen quite uh, fun and entertaining music. We've, we've chosen Michael Jackson as the theme of, of our freestyle, but the counter tour is, is like a good, uh, good vibes, you know? So I think that the, that the audience and even the judges can, can enjoy it, you know, besides maybe any, any mistake we might, we might make. And it is good. You wrote it uh, two weeks ago? And it was, yes, it, was it was really cool. Ago. Yeah, it was Thank really cool. Much. I got to see it in person and it was fantastic. Thank you. So tell Thank us a little you. bit Thank about you. with the degree of dif difficulty. That's new this year, or right? Yes. They, they just brought that in. Tell it us is. all a little bit about that. Well, I love it. I absolutely love it because it is, it is a great way of motivating and encouraging riders to strive for a high degree of difficulty through the floor plan. Fro no, sorry, floor plan, they call it. And so... They have laid out uh, in charts uh, the different exercises and combinations that you can make in order to achieve higher scores. So it's, I think, easier when you're uh, structuring your choreography to build it on a much more strategic uh, difficulty uh, level. You know, uh, you have everything, like I said, more planned out and laid out in front of you, and then you just have to pick and choose what suits better for your horse and, and you. So I think it's a great, great initiative that the FEI has started this year. And even though, okay, everything can be improved and it's got some little things that uh, might need to be changed. But overall, uh, as a rider, uh, even though I've only done two freestyles with this new system, I am very happy. And I think that it's a great, great step towards uh, the future in the freestyles. Now, Juan, do you, do you want to tell us a little bit about the other horses that you're riding? And are you the owner of them? Are you showing them for other people? What, what, is, what has got you so busy? Well, uh, most of the horses that I ride are owned by my father, but uh, the reason they have the last name, we like to call it, of Imas, is because uh, they're, my, they're my sponsor. Well, Imas has been sponsoring me for the past five years, and so it's a way of giving back. You know, After all the support that they give me and, they, and the support that they also believe in, in the horses, uh, we, it's a way of giving publicity also you know, to, the, to the brand. Uh, they are Spanish uh, horse breeders, but they've recently have started investing in sport horses and, and pretty much uh, elite uh, competition. Um, and yeah, I mean, a little bit about the horses, the other horses that I ride is that we, like I said earlier with Don Diego, it's the same thing with the other horses. We grew up together. We usually buy the horses uh, with two years old, three years old, maybe four years old, and then we build them from the ground up. Um, so out of the four horses that I mentioned, the three of them are owned by my father. And then Danny Imas, the other one is owned by my sponsors, uh, Cristina Langlecourt and Javier Bacarita. Um, and yeah, they're, they're top talented horses that uh, work well with me and we know each other very well. I've been riding them for over three years now, except the seven-year-olds. I've only been riding them for two years now. And um, yeah, we have a great relationship. And I think that uh, it's clear to see that in the ring. Um, the, the great relationship that we have. I think it comes off as very smooth tests. And okay, even though mistakes can happen to, to in any test with any other, with any rider, um, overall, the general impression is that there's, there's lots of confidence. 
Wow. And and you mentioned briefly, you know, your father, you, this is a family yes. affair, right? I mean, your, your dad, I, I, I've ridden with your dad and, and, and really he's a Piaf and Passage master and you're yes, certainly <laughs> learning that trade. And, and so what is it like to sort of work and ride with your dad? I mean, that's, that's a hard thing. Well, it's a dream come true because the amount of hours that we invest in our sport and improving uh, the, the technique and quality of the horses, uh, like you said, it's really a family project. And so it's a journey that every step of the way we enjoy and we, we appreciate. Even though my dad and I are very ambitious and sometimes uh, we're a little bit uh, very strict with each other. Uh, we love each other a lot. And, and any days that there might be a little bit uh, of friction because of the relationship, it's not, it's not easy. You know, we're, we're family, but in the ring, he's my trainer and I'm his rider. So sometimes... The, the line of trainer slash dad can be a little bit, uh, what's it called, tangled or, or what would be the <laughs> yes, word? Yes. You know, and, and so we have to make an effort to try to stay focused and serious and professional. But, uh, but yeah, we always have fun. And, and when we get home, I always keep asking questions. I must say, I'm a very intense apprentice. I'm a very intense student. <laughs> <laughs> so, Juan, tell us a little bit about what you've got planned for your goals this year because you're showing obviously a few horses and a, a few different classes. Um, what's the plan after Florida? Well, usually we start planning ahead of time the season of the European season after the winter circuit here in Wellington. We have already made the plan, I believe. There might be still some slight changes, but uh, our plan is to go to Europe and compete there in the, in, the, in the tour that we usually do. We like to go to France, Germany. Uh, this year we might start doing the um, Rotterdam show. Um, so yeah, we, we, we're, we like to plan ahead, like I said earlier. But the primary goal this year is to keep evolving with the horses and keep trying to find the, the lightness and the contact and the relaxation in the ring without losing the power and the competitive edge. So it's, it's definitely a learning, learning process. Fantastic. Well, I mean, and that's got to be very intense to finish here. And do you, do you yes. <laughs> get a break? I mean, how do you, how do you do that with the horses? Do you give them a break somehow or how do you do that? Well, that's the thing. Horses don't really understand about breaks and holidays, right? All they know is, uh, okay, maybe they can have some, some time off in the paddock, but for the most part, they're athletes like, like we are. And so we try to not get too long of uh, a break to the horses, especially the, the top competition horses. Um, so what we'll do is maybe after the European tour, which we end in August, more or less, I might, I might be away for a couple of weeks, but, uh, but immediately after that, we're, we're back to training. And even though <clears throat> the pre, the preseason is, is, uh, mainly light work and, and supplements and, and all of that, uh, like I said, we, we don't like to give too much time off. No, that makes sense. I like that idea. Mm -hmm. Well, fantastic. Well, Juan, I'm going to be in the in the stands this weekend for sure, cheering you on. And um, I've right. enjoyed, yes, I've enjoyed seeing your career develop. And thank you so much for your time today. And if our listeners want to so find you or your dad online, how would they find you? Well, we we have uh, an account uh, online uh, under at least Team Matute. That's the family webpage. But you can also find me in my Instagram account, uh, Twitter. And I also have a personal Facebook uh, professional page in which I like to post my, my latest updates and news about horse shows and, and news in the barn. So I, I try to maintain my, my adventure for my followers uh, <laughs> entertaining and, and fun. 
Thanks so much, Juan. We we will keep following you. All right. Thank you so much for having having me in the in the show. Fairfield Inn and Suites North by Marriott Lexington is the ideal hotel for you as they are the closest hotel to the Kentucky Horse Park. They have the most spacious guest rooms and suites in the area, and they're only four miles from downtown Lexington. Fairfield Inn and Suites North offers complimentary breakfast, free Wi-Fi throughout the hotel, free parking, a business center, an indoor swimming pool and jacuzzi, an outdoor patio with grill, laundry facilities, and much more. You get hungry, Cracker Barrel is located right next door, and there are four other dining options available within walking distance for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Of course, Lexington is known for the Kentucky Horse Park, University of Kentucky, Keeneland, and the historical Kentucky Bourbon Trail. Enjoy a terrific hotel experience while you're touring Lexington. There's no denying that the Lexington North Fairfield Inn & Suites is the best value in town and will meet all your hospitality needs. Just Google Fairfield in North Lexington and make your reservations today. Well, tonight we are so happy to have friend of ours and friend of the show, JJ Tate, international writer and trainer on the program. JJ, welcome. Thank you guys so much. It's always so much fun to talk to you guys. We love it. And you you kind of stepped out of the box a little last week. And uh, we wanted to be sure we gave our eventers some love. We got lots of, a lot of eventers that listen. So you did the test ride super early for the eventing showcase, right? I did. And, I'm, you know, I first uh, decided that I would do it when they told me it started at nine. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I thought that's totally manageable. But then it turned into 710. But yeah, um, it was pretty funny. And they're like, if you don't want to do it, you don't have to. I'm like, well, of course I'm going to do it. I I, uh, I love the event riders. Um, and it's just always so much fun to have them in town, you know, all all week, every week, all season long. You know, we're just bombarded with you know the seriousness of dressage and getting the points and getting the scores and uh you know every now and again we get to go over on Saturday night and watch the jumping but I just absolutely love the eventing crowd and it's just always wonderful to welcome welcome them here in Wellington I know a lot of them make coming down in January a priority in their riding and learning with the show jumping and the dressage focus and so it's just you know in my small tiny way you know fun for me to, to give back. And, um, you know, I've got a lot of fun horses that need practice in the stadium. So I thought it was a, a win-win for me too. I love it. What horse did you ride? I rode Pam Liddell's Kinnamont Gunsmokes Gideon, which is my awesome little super pony. He's officially 15 too, but we call him the pony because he's uh, kind of almost full a uh, little bit more than three-quarter Connemara pony, and he's been really making a making some waves in the dressage crowd, and he's everyone's favorite because he's just really cool-colored and a, just a really great mover and um, just a wonderful horse. And so it's really fun to highlight the breed, too, as, as many young people get their starts on Connemara ponies because they're brave and agile and they're really versatile, so... I thought that would be a lot of fun for Pam's breeding farm to give him a little bit of a showcase for himself. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) he was, he was wonderful. We walked over and it was still dark. So I had this 
imagination of the Friday night freestyle lights because all the lights were on. And I'm like, well, not quite the same ambiance as it is in the nighttime, but I, I had my own special fun part of that. Uh, but it was just because it was so early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I love cool. it. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the eventing showcase. Uh, what test did you ride and, and how did that work? Cause it's not the same as a, a true event, right? Exactly. So we rode one of the advanced tests and it's really equivalent to probably a third level test. Um, and it's always amazing for me to watch the eventing dressage and just the, the abilities of these horses is just incredible to me because on Friday they did the dressage and then on Saturday morning they did their show jumping. And then in the afternoon they did the, you know, shortened version. I think it was about four minutes of a cross country course that they make here uh, at the global dressage festival showgrounds. So it's pretty cool that everything can be held on this property. So they have the dressage in the stadium and I think they had about 39 or 40 entries this year, which was up from last year. And lots of people from England came over. So it was really kind of a cool thing to see a lot of people I recognize from um, coaching at Rolex and stuff. So it was really neat that more and more people are starting to know about it and come over and borrow some horses that are already here. I know Boyd, uh, you know, had let uh, William Fox Pitt borrow a horse. And so that was really neat also as a horsemanship standpoint to see some of these top riders come and you know, ride a horse for two days and then go do this eventing showcase which for me walking around the cross-country course is just amazing just the questions that they ask these horses and um so it's fun to be you know a tiny small part of it i, I coach allison springer who for me is uh, just one of the most wonderful horsewomen out there and um, she's done a wonderful job with her um, sometimes difficult Arthur. And so we've worked together with him for a many, many long time. And uh, it's always nerve wracking and just incredible, you know, uh, stressful to watch her jump yes. because I'm just like, oh my God, you know, it's, it's always Rolex is an amazing thing. We always go to in April and this is kind of like a little tiny piece of that, um, which is always so inspiring to me to watch these horses have to have the control and the techniques and the, and the correct bending and balance to do a nice third level dressage test and then to go on and show jump and then go on to, uh, you know, get asked these questions to jump in a little bit different way that they do on, on a course like Rolex, which is much more galloping rolling Hills and a lot longer gallop. This is a lot tighter questions, technical questions, there was even a jump in the tent, which last year we, they just had to run through the tent and then drop into the stadium, which last year we were all freaking out about that. And now this <laughs> year they upped it another level that then there was a jump in the tent. So now then we like freaked out again, like, oh my God, you know, so that is incredible. I mean, just like all of us dressage people are like, oh my God, they're running through the tent, you know, and then they're like, oh no, now they're jumping a jump in the tent and then still you know, banking down into the, into the stadium for the finish. But what's inspiring for me to not only on a horsemanship and control uh, level is how much these event riders give back to their sponsors and owners. I think it's something that we could sort of do a bit more in dressage where, you know, they get interviewed right after they get done. And it's really 
um, available for everyone to hear how these writers feel about their course or their test or whatever. It's very social media um, focused and it really gets these writers really out to the people and out to the public. And I, I just think it's really great for their sport. And I think, you know, a lot of us on the dressage side could, could learn a bit from that too. I mean, everyone was so positive about the event and, you know, thankful for the sponsors and thankful for their owners. And um, it's just such a positive aura to be around the event riders. And I, I think they're, they're just all so real and uh, really fun to just be around. And so it's always a, a highlight of my January when they come to Wellington and uh, we get to see them show their stuff in their way too. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. It, that's so cool. And I'm so glad you were able, JJ, to share with us sort of what you do also with the eventers. Um, a lot of us dressage trainers, we do both disciplines. And so it is, it's an amazing thing to watch. And uh, I would encourage anyone, if you're around and want to come down to Wellington next week, Winter in January to see the eventing showcase. It's fantastic. So, JJ, thank you so much for coming on the program tonight. And uh, we're all super busy down here, and, and it was really sweet for you to do that. So, thanks so much. Well, and if our listeners wanted to contact you online, how would they do that? They could go to my website, which is www.team-tatedressage.com, or they can, of course, of course, go to Facebook, and that's just Team Tate Dressage as well. And yeah, thank you guys so much for, for having me on. And I look forward to talking with you guys soon. Sounds great. Have a great night, JJ. This week's dressage training tip is brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, home of the shoulder relief girth at totalsaddlefit.com. We are so happy that Juan Matuta Jr. stayed on with us for our Total Saddle Fit Tip of the Week. Juan, thanks for staying on the show with us today. Absolutely. How could I not? <laughs> well, tell us, Philip, Philip, you have a tip or, or something you want to talk with Juan about. So you, you bring up the tip for us. Well, I just thought it's so important because no matter what level that you're at, you have to ride a center line and a straight center line and, and a, and a good halt. So I just thought we'd, we'd have an expert on here to talk about straightness and center lines and the transition to halt usually at X. So, um, maybe you could lead us off with some comments about how you, how you do that. Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you for the compliment, but I think I'm, I'm not yet an expert, but maybe someday. Uh, but I believe that the straightness comes through a combination of a multiple eights from the seat to the leg to a soft hand receiving the contact in front of you. And uh, it's all about the preparation. It's, it's, it's not just cantering through the central line and then just, oops, all right, halt the next and just try to make it uh, still and salute. It's all about the preparation ahead of time, the making sure you're in the shoulder in, preparing that uh, inside hind leg, and then the softness in the contact with a soft hand, uh, half halt to the transition to the halt. And then through the relaxation, you get a nice, clear, uh, immobility. That's, that's the key. And, and what are some exercises that you work on to get your horses straight? Well, you want to make sure that you have them in front of you. You would not uh, want the horse to be behind your hand, but, uh, definitely the confidence in the contact. You wouldn't want the horse to be a little bit, uh, 
a little bit uh, not so confident and not not really understanding what you're trying to ask. I think that sometimes we complicate too much uh, the process of writing. We're really just riding horses. We're not trying to figure out a cure for, I don't know, cancer or make a, sp- a spaceship. I think that we just have to be clear with our aid so that the horse understands what we want at all times. So I think this, this simpleness and the repetition is, is the key to success. You talked a little bit about having the horse in maybe a shoulder in position. How does that help mm-hmm. you make a yeah. horse straight? Because that can be confusing for a lot of our listeners because it's, it's a lateral movement. You know, how does that help Correct. keep horses straight? Well, through, through a shoulder in or actually shoulder four, we like to call it when we're uh, in the canter. Uh, we make sure that, if, for example, let's say we're cantering on the left lead. Uh, through bringing a shoulder four in the left lead, we have the left hind leg under his body. So he's carrying, carrying the power and the weight of the horse. And so that way you can do a little bit of collection steps and you can have the group feel a little bit under and controlled. And then through there, you have the collection necessary for a nice and smooth transition to the halt. And uh, uh, horses that are maybe um, tough on one side, is, is, that, is that something that you're going to work on a lot, like shoulder in, or, or is there any other ideas to help to, to help to have a horse to be supple on one side? Now, for sure, you have to work a lot on the suppleness, a lot of lateral movements, relaxation in the, in the back, and uh, lots of transition, lots and lots of transitions between the corners, long side, uh, short side. You want to make sure that the back is constantly active. You you don't want to. That's why you constantly hear trainers telling you not to pull from the reins because through pulling from the reins, you're uh, paralyzing the back, and through paralyzing the back, you're you're um, you're infringing in the horse's suppleness. And so it's it's really all a domino effect. You want to make sure that all aids are working together, not against each other. And uh, how do you decide which which side you're going to be entering on in? Uh... You know, especially when you're cantering, that that's you know, definitely ha- you have <laughs> well, to pick a way. Yeah. Yes, you do, and actually, that's really uh, I think personal preference, but uh, it definitely has a big influence the the difference in the quality of the canter of the horse. So you have to take that in consideration. But uh, for the most part, I, as a, as a personal preference, like to enter through the left lead, which is interesting because I'm right-handed and I usually feel more comfortable in the right canter. But it's it's just a thing that I've kind of uh, repetition uh, I, I wouldn't call myself um what's it called when you are afraid of like black cats and, and walking under ladders uh, <laughs> superstitious yeah. yeah exactly it's not like it's not like i'm superstitious so i don't repeat the 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 entrance to the left lead out of superstition it's just a a preference that i've developed over the years but uh, like i said the difference in quality of the canter from the left lead to the right lead should be a big consideration when choosing which lead to enter the ring with yeah, no, I think you're right. And I think you have to practice that. I think people forget. Absolutely. And, and they, Absolutely. you know, there are some like weird rules like, oh, you should turn this from this. I'm like, just enter on the side you're going to be the best on. Do that. So I, I have exactly. a question for you. You know, when you're showing a young horse, you know, as you're as you're riding a young horse and you're coming down the center mm-hmm. line, we've all had the giraffe happen. Where you're Absolutely. going to the hall. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you're like, oh. Tons of times. Yeah, Darn you it. feel like yeah, you just feel like you're being an embarrassment. But um, yeah, it, it happens. What are some I mean, strategies? All, yeah, what are some yeah, strategies I mean, to work with the baby and the giraffe? Halt. Well, absolutely. I mean, I mean, uh, clearly, don't don't pull from the contact. Don't try to making <laughs> rounds through pulling from the reins. That's just going to make it worse. And like you said, 
going to give that giraffe effect and, and, and feel, which is even worse, I think, because at the end of the day, we're all horse people. So when we see that happen, we all know that it's a young horse and that it can happen to any one of us. Um, I think that when you ask for a little bit less than what you sometimes feel the need of asking, you end up receiving more. So the less you ask, the more you receive, I think, from the horse. It's really a give and take um, relationship. Yeah, no, I think you're right. And I think, um, you know, the one tip that I always give people, especially with a young horse and training mm-hmm. level, if you're showing training level, you can walk into the halt. Take yeah, advantage of, of the yeah. walk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, walk yeah, in. It might be, exactly. It might be a couple of points less, but if, if it's the learning process that the horse needs at that given moment, then, hey, go ahead and do it. I mean, uh, like you were saying earlier, practice your halts because they're as expensive as making a mistake in the changes. You know, I mean, it's a key exercise at the beginning and at the end of the test. You might, for example, at a championship, major championship, have two horses really tied in the last central line, same percentage, and then all of a sudden one of the horses has a bad hold, doesn't hold square or has a bad transition, and then that might be the difference from the first place and second place. So you have to be very, very careful with the with the halts. You want to make sure, like you said earlier, that you practice. Exactly. Well, Juan, thank you so much for your time today. How can our listeners you. Uh, look you up online? Well, um, you can find me on Instagram at, at Matute Gimon, uh, Twitter, same thing, at Matute Gimon, and Facebook at my name, last name, Juan Matute Gimon as well. This tip was brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, the shoulder relief girth that Reese and Philip both love. And here's why. The saddle fit solution you have been waiting for is finally here. TotalSaddleFit.com is proud to introduce the shoulder relief girth. This strategically shaped girth actually moves the girth line of your saddle back over one inch, thereby freeing your horse's shoulders from the saddle. Traditional girths pull saddles up against a horse's shoulders and often over the top of the shoulders. The shoulder relief girth's recessed ends allow for the billets to buckle into the girth farther back to give your horse unparalleled freedom of motion. We are so certain that your saddle will fit better and your horse will be more comfortable that for a limited time we are offering a 30-day, 110% money-back guarantee. If you are not totally satisfied with your shoulder relief girth, send it back for a full refund plus 10% of the purchase price. Don't wait. Order now for the best saddle fit solution available. At totalsaddlefit.com. Visit totalsaddlefit.com. Well, Phil and Glenn, I'm sad you guys aren't going to be here for Five Star Week. Um, It's going to be really a fun week at dressage uh, here in the South, but um, looking forward to telling everybody about firsthand what happens on Friday and uh, at the freestyle. So it should be a lot of fun. So yeah, Phil, stay warm. Everybody stay warm up there. We miss you. Um, and you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com, and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. The best way to find me is on Facebook, or my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors for allowing us to put on a good show this week. And don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back, and we'll talk to you next week. 